Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Play Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. We are now down to just four teams heading into the final <laughs> four and Atlanta got oh wait. The tournament never happened. Right. Uh, we should So be it's Arkansas. Kansas. Arkansas's in the final four. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> well I think they double didn't make the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kansas. Uh, so let's go theoretical here. Kansas, uh, we knew they were they were one of the top teams. Yeah, yeah, they locked they're it in down. the final four. They the number one overall seed. They're in. Kentucky got things rolling at the right time. They've made it out of the out of the eastern, or maybe I think they're out of the south region. West Coast, you got Gonzaga, blew it again in the Elite Eight. You, you can't ever trust Gonzaga no. to get to the final four. I always wanted to, but LJ, your heart broke. Did what what happened over in well, the uh, on the east bracket? So, uh, man, I was so excited when Bowling Green knocked Duke out in the first round, and I thought <laughs> busted they, my bracket, busted my <laughs> yeah, bracket. I'll yeah, tell you everybody, but mine. I'm the only person that saw Bowling Green and put them as the champion, but they got their heart broken in the final four to. Uh, San Diego State, and uh, so you know, I'm a little bummed about it, but 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 Bowling Green did, didn't Bowling Green? They might have the Pitsnoggle Award winner. Well, yeah. So I'd like to nominate uh, Matisse hmm. Kolakovskis. Kolakovskis. He might be disqualified because of his name. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the whole point. <laughs> no, it's not Pitsnoggle. Yeah. That's too foreign. It's too. All right. Would you take Daquan Plowden? Daquan Plowden is the Pitsnoggle. Plowden. Maybe Plowden. Plowden might be. Yeah. <laughs> But it's also the I mean their run in this tournament is what kind of helped LJ come up with. I mean this guy just has pit snoggle written all over. Him. Okay. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. He he plays it. He plays it. So but so, you know. In all honesty pops is kind of depressing me that there's I mean that we're talking about this. We're all joking, but god it should this should have been a month full of great basketball. March has been the longest month ever with all this coronavirus stuff going on. Yeah. Instead yeah. we watched yeah. Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll get to that. And we'll get that, to it. In <laughs> 20 years, we're going to go back and be like, what was 2020 like? And then just a picture of Joe, Joe Exotic is going to pop up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's the year right there. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it looks like, and we'll get into a little more, there, there's a, there might be Jeff Lowe apparently could be starting up a new zoo, and it, he might need to find some people to hire. And... I don't know if Jeff Lowe listens to the Just Press Play podcast, but if you're looking, if he's looking for someone to hire, the perfect place to find your next hire is over from our friends at LinkedIn. Pops, 
you don't you don't I know you're you're a big fan of Simply Safe. Do you want to talk about our friends from LinkedIn or do you not do you know much about I them? I mean, I know a little I know a thing or two about LinkedIn. Would you like me to share? Yeah. yeah. Let me share a couple Please. of things. Tell tell me tell me more about LinkedIn. Well, I can tell you this. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business, Mr. Lowe, for years to come. <laughs> so when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, Mr. Lowe, LinkedIn jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. Do you think, well, I mean, but we'll get into this a little later, but do you think Joe Exotic used LinkedIn to like find staff or, you know, the, the one that lost their arm, but got back to work within five well, days? Well, no, I like that one. I mean, he might've, that might've been one he found. I don't think he found either that one of his husbands. That is the type of hire you get on LinkedIn, I think. You, you think know, he found his boys. husbands? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think maybe Joe did more of his at the truck stop, like where the homeless people were at or something. Anyway, well, I don't want to spoil too. All right. <laughs> anyway, Pops, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Well, a few, a few fun Jeff facts. Jeff was listening with his ears, yeah. like, or he was really into this, and then was like, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's probably wants to get right back to it. So, Mr. Lowe, a few fun facts about LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn has over 60, 675 million, that's with a capital M, members m- worldwide. That LinkedIn like jobs screen candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. So if you're a line trainer or a tiger, I'm sorry, if you're a tiger trainer, you would want to put (laughs) that on your LinkedIn. Yeah, big cat. If you're a big cat trainer. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. I'm red flagging anybody who's a big cat trainer at this point. Uh, I mean. They're all peculiar. They're all peculiar. (laughs) They're odd. Uh, But that's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by people you want to hire, people with skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder that a person is hired every eight seconds on LinkedIn. Wow. Wow. What is that? That's less than a backcourt violation, isn't it, Kev? Well, <laughs> someone was just hired. Someone just got hired <laughs> on LinkedIn or just now. Back, Since you said that, someone got hired. <laughs> and that's oh, wait, why oh, companies... Oh, 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 wait. Another, another person just got hired on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Sorry, go ahead. And that's why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. So find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what what you want and get the first $50 off. Wait, you can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. That's what it says right there. Just visit <laughs> linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team and get $50 off your first post. Terms and That's a hell of a deal because I was going to pay $48, so that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Just two well, more dollars. Is that a is that an eight second violation? No, someone just got someone hired just on LinkedIn got hired again. <laughs> again, it might have been somebody at the GW branch or farm or <laughs> zoo or whatever you know, the hell. Pops and I didn't think I, LinkedIn probably loves that we're still talking about him, but I do have a question, and I don't know if this is a question more for you or someone else. But what do you think classifies as a hard and soft skill? Like it said, LinkedIn job screens candidates for the hard oh, and soft an skills you're for looking that. for. Okay, go well. Well, like a hard skill is like being able to use pivot tables in Excel. Um, and a soft skill is like, you know, uh, being a good team leader. Like those are the two differences. Oh, okay. Okay. So like quarterbacks, you know, you look at a quarterback and they've got like the, you know, the, the 60 yard bomb, but also do they have the huddle presence? You know, that's the hard and soft skill. Oh, the yeah. intangibles. The intangibles. So soft skills oh. equal intangibles. 
Yes, sir. It's the X Factor. Okay. See, you you kind of you just have to explain it to me like I'm a fifth grader, right. and then I can I can understand it, or explain it to me like it's the NFL Combine, <laughs> and then and then we can <laughs> we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, you often act like a fifth grader at the NFL Combine, but. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> There's some heat in so, this episode. <laughs> so, as we've mentioned throughout the last three weeks or so, probably longer, or uh, since this coronavirus stuff came up, no sports. And there's there's just way too much free time on our hands. And I don't know what you guys have been doing, but I went through and looked at some NBA Reddit threads. Okay. And they're, all, they're always entertaining. Oh, man. But when you Off go... season's the best season, though, for NBA Reddit. <laughs> When all of a sudden you just yank the season away, mid-season you just yank it away, yeah. NBA thread it comes alive. <laughs> and, and and there's there's a few El- pops, I'm gonna throw this one out to you. I think I think LJ I really like this one. The NBA the, the Reddit user, the Knicks hate me, put this out there. <laughs> Could an owner theoretically marry a player to circumvent the cap? <laughs> Do- oh god. Do you, here's a scenario, Pop. So say, <laughs> can an owner marry a player to circumvent yeah, Kevin, the cap? Can you give us a scenario so we understand a little bit more fully yes. what they would do? Uh, say Wes Edens or Edens, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but the Bucks owner, he's Giannis Antetokounmpo is coming up soon. He's, he's going to be a free agent soon. And there's right. a lot of talk of whether he stays with Milwaukee or goes to a bigger market. Well, let's just say the Bucks owner marries Giannis. He can okay. then pay him the league minimum to sign back with Milwaukee and then just share his assets on the back end. Or, wow. or how about this? Anthony Davis also will become a free agent soon. Say he just marries Jeannie Buss. The Lakers could then incur another massive contract because AD is now getting paid and laid off the books. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will give the Knicks hate me Reddit user came up with that line, but getting paid and laid off the books. I, I, that, that wasn't a Kevin original. <laughs> That's too good. Mm. That's too good. But so, Pops, what do you think? I mean, the NBA would, I guess they'd have to jump in and, and stop this from happening because then all of a sudden. I would bet if I'm whatever you said, the guy at Milwaukee, hell, if I was him, I'd marry. I'm thinking about it. I'd marry Giannis. I mean, damn. <laughs> hell yeah. You want to keep him with the Bucks? That might be the only way to do it. And it's it's not out of the question. I mean, Joe Exotic had two two straight people married to him. So <laughs> oh, God. two straight men were married to him. Um, I feel like there's just going to be little sprinkles of Tiger King throughout this episode until we actually get to it. Uh, yeah, I, I, it was interesting because I think the Lakers are already somewhat kind of possibly there's rumbles that they're doing this already because that's what the whole Space Jam two was. LeBron just getting people a part of his movie and then he pays them a check for being a like Anthony Davis well, is paid a, to be a part of the movie. Even is though is that a real conspiracy or is that like oh that's for sure a conspiracy? Yeah, I love that idea. That's so genius. <laughs> that, that's why a lot of people are like oh Clay Thompson's a part of Space Jam too. Hmm, kind of thing. <laughs> That's smart. Well, That's so, but time out is is AD and Genie Bus are they kind of fiddling around? You know, a little bit. <laughs> if so, it's off the books right now. Who knows? I don't. We I, mean, shall I would see. imagine. I I don't know what you could do about it though, because what if like? Well, no, that scenario doesn't make any sense. What if an up and coming NBA star is married to an owner? But I can't imagine a seventy year old married to a sixteen year old. So. Um, not without a prenup. Not without a prenup. <laughs> we want a prenup. Um, speaking of up and coming stars, so another Reddit user, please trade Horford, was his name. He uh, he asked, would Zion Williamson have the same level of hype if his name was Herbert Bartholomew? <laughs> Hell yeah. 
just think, if he didn't have such a cool name like Zion Williamson, would he have gotten the level of attention he got over the last few years, like when, whether he was in high school or at Duke? What do you think? What do you, LJ, do you think he still would have the same level of hype? I think or? he'd have to play into the, the old Quaker name and like make poses. He, he Like his cover of uh, Sports Illustrated would be that the farmer and his wife painting, you know, American <laughs> Gothic. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. that's the only way. He'd have to lean right on into that Quaker mentality. Petticoat Junction. All right. And then here is uh, one I really found. This is more of a, it's a question. It's like a scenario. Do you think you could do this kind of thing? Popped up by Matrix Reloaded. That's the, the Reddit user. Here's the scenario. Pops, I'll ask you first. You join any NBA team. You have 82 games to score a total of 20 points, get 10 assists, and five rebounds for the whole season. Not in a game. You just need to get 20, 10, and five for the whole season. Okay. If you succeed, you get a five-year, $250 million contract with said team. If you fail, you die. <laughs> so okay. the stakes are high. <laughs> <laughs> Do you accept? Now, let me say there are some stipulations. Okay. You get a guaranteed 20 minutes a game. Nobody knows that you die if you don't achieve these goals. And you're treated like any other player in the in the league. If you and this is from the uh, NBA, the, the Reddit user Matrix Reloaded. If you suck, if you suck, donkey dick, you might not get <laughs> past the ball much, but you still get your 20 minutes a game. Okay. And then the last one is the NBA team you, that you're on won't purposely avoid having the ball or vice versa. It's going to be a normal game. You'll get 20 minutes a game. It's just basically if you're awful, you might not get the ball because like if, I mean if you've played a basketball game, you don't pass to the guy that if he's terrible. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, so, well, okay. Back to the question: Do you accept it, pops? But this is what? The, how many? How many points? It's twenty points, ten. All assists, you got to do is score rebounds? twenty points, ten assists, five rebounds for the whole year, and you're going to get twenty guaranteed minutes for eighty-two, oh, no, 82 games. games. Get, so you, you get, might get what, more minutes if you start hitting a few threes. You might get thirty minutes if they need you. There's two, so that's what sixteen hundred minutes or something like 1640 that. Sixteen hundred forty minutes, yeah. Exactly. Um. So you know what? Yes, I take the challenge because. The one that I'm most concerned about is rebounds, and I only have to get five of them you all year. Surely, surely there'll be some clankers out there to the perimeter <laughs> that I can, you know, wrap up. I mean, I'm not going to body anybody out, and I mean, I can, <laughs> I can drop a dime. I mean, I'll those that assist won't be any problem. So it'll be the, <laughs> it'll be the, the assist sh- is the one not problem at all. all. <laughs> wow. I might get I might get ten assists in two games. I mean, I might, <laughs> I'll be dropping dimes. Left and right. But the thing is, is the points could be a little difficult because most of those guys are a little taller than me. A, a little, little difficult. And a little faster and a little more athletic. And the rebounds are going to be a problem. But I think I'll get it. I, I'm taking the challenge. Yes, I'm going to do it. I just love that all of a sudden dad turned into John Stockton and he's just <laughs> dropping dimes all over the place. I've only got to get 10 in a year, man. I can get, I'll get 10. I'll get 10 assists. I'm just saying, I don't think... Either any of us three, if we put the ball on the floor at all, it's getting stolen, <laughs> like <laughs> instantly. There's we're not getting by. Just let alone like say Patrick Beverly, but like let LeBron get on us or Kawhi. Like right, we're not dribbling at the basketball, <laughs> let alone dropping a dime. Yeah, well, no, I'm think, dropping dimes, dude. I may just get the ball and flash and give it right away. But so for me, I got I got the height of like an undersized point guard, and I got the speed of a retired sumo wrestler. So. I don't think I would take this. <laughs> those those aren't good combinations for no. a basketball player. No, no, no. no. <laughs> 
So no, I'm not. Taking so you're not. Deal. I do like. I do like that. I do like that. Nobody, at least, no one knows that you you die if you don't achieve these goals. And then I also like that 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 you're treated like any other player. So like you you may not get the rock. Like if they realize in that first game you're getting your 20 minutes, but if they realize like. Golly! Every time Pops touches the balls, he tries every he tries to do some behind the back pass, and it goes out of bounds. <laughs> We're not giving him the rock anymore. No, see, I would be no. The, the, hey, the but here's reason. what'll happen too: is what nobody will guard me because I mean I'll be out there on the three point line. They'll be <laughs> like, true. this short, slow white guy. He can't shoot. They'll leave me alone. I mean that means so I've just got to shoot like thirty percent, right? So for twenty points, I just need to jack up about fifty shots over the course of the season. One a game. What a game. I'm going to hit 20 points. I'm telling you. Money in the bank. I, if you shot 20 NBA threes right now, wide open, how many are you making? Well, maybe two, but I'm going to practice. <laughs> now, now add a six foot five guy guarding you. Minimum. That, no, that's they're not gonna, that tall. No, they're going to leave of him me. alone. <laughs> they're going to leave me alone. They're going to think he can't shoot. He can't yeah. pass. He can't dribble. They're going to be, pra- your they're gonna be practicing whatever. social distancing with you and just be. <laughs> <laughs> Leave O short and slow alone. He's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> short uh, and slow. No, I think I think the the players would start to wonder if I was maybe uh, the fiance of the owner is the only reason I'm getting this guaranteed playing time. I don't think I'd do anything positive. <laughs> I'm taking the challenge. Yeah. I'm just dropping it right here. I'm taking the challenge. Can we set this well, up? I don't know for sure if Adam Silver is going to get behind it, but it, if we just put a camera on Pops and then film all this, and then later come out with it. Like, yeah. I don't, this could be a hell of a, this could be great TV. Yeah, I agree. And like, I'll be on the edge of my God, seat. Like, isolated. oh, oh, he got an assist. He got an assist. <laughs> could you imagine tallying that up every week? If there's like a, a, a few people at home that know, and they're just like freaking out every week over every stat change. It would be I just picture, well, yeah, but I just picture. So like the other teams don't know, like what if the other people you're watching the game with don't know? And then like pops gets a rebound and I lose my shit. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's a rebound. Four more to go. Go. He's got four more to go. Four more. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, but he turned it over instantly. Uh, yeah, it doesn't that's matter. Turnovers don't hurt. Got a board. That's right. And I'm getting my 20 minutes a game. So yeah, yep. I'm doing it. I, I think I am doing it too because I think I think I'm with Pops. I'm gonna if I just jack up one shot. A, uh, I need to get more than one shot a game. Say I get four shot, five shots a game for 82 games. Just gotta make it. Just gotta make a handful, and then maybe maybe I start kind of leaking out and snowbirding, get a few layups or something in there. <laughs> I think we could find a way to get 20. The rebounds though, you're right, Pops. The rebounds, even though it's just five, it's yeah. gonna be tough. Yeah, because I I'm sure you've It'll all got tough. your euro step down, but it's the it's the <laughs> right. getting into the boards, yeah. <laughs> Catch me on the break. Um, another Reddit user, StormDude127, okay. posted this. This one's pretty solid. It's the team's risk of contracting COVID-19 based solely on the team's name. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, for the Boston Celtics, he said, The Celtics can refer to Irish people. Irish people are known to drink a lot. Alcohol is one of the known killers of coronavirus. Low risk. <laughs> oh, fair point. Okay. How about the Brooklyn Nets? Well, Nets catch things. How do you get coronavirus? You catch it. Very high risk. <laughs> see where he's going with these? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chicago Bulls. Have you ever heard of a bull in a china shop? Well, if any of the bulls have been in a china shop recently, they probably have the coronavirus. Extremely high risk. Oh, my God. So he's not politically correct in all of his no, no, assumptions. No, that's, yeah, that's pretty shitty, but, but funny. Uh, let's see. Does he have any other good ones? Let's see. The Clippers. A Clipper is a 19th century merchant selling ship that can be used to sell on the oceans. 
The world's oceans are the only places without confirmed cases of coronavirus. Checkmate yeah. COVID-19. As we Zero pointed risk out, for the Clippers. being on a boat, good way to avoid any ap- apocalypse. So, um... <laughs> Uh, he, he, speaking of the LA teams, the, the Los Angeles Lakers, he says, LeBron James is often referred to as King James. Kings have crowns. He could easily spread to the rest of the players. Extremely high risk. I'm not really sure how that one no, came about. Corona is, is, uh, Spanish for crown. The ah! virus, it's called a coronavirus cause it looks like it has a little crowns all over it. Look at LJ go just on the spot dropping knowledge. I didn't even give him a heads up on this. Uh, let's see the Miami heat. Heat is one of the known killers of coronavirus. Low risk. I'm not 100% sure if that's factual. I think there's been yeah, some I don't, studies. I would that, say don't take this advice based off of, like, I don't think if you just get really drunk every night, you're just going to be fine. Um, so, <laughs> but but still fun. What about uh, uh, the last? Rockets, rockets are uh, metal, and I've heard metal can hold the virus for, like, 24 hours. Well, let's see what he has for rockets here. But he then they're also in space in theory, right, where things wouldn't survive very well. It looks like you. He, oh, here we go. Houston Rockets. If things get too bad, they can just blast off into outer space. Minimal risk. <laughs> there you go. Uh, for the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans, he says, Pelicans are known to be a gregarious bird, meaning they enjoy being in crowds and socializing, which is a great way to pick up the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. High risk. Yep. I can hmm. see that one. Yep. They're like the spring break- breakers of the bird kingdom. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks, a buck urine is off buck urine is often used to calm the nerves of other deer while hunting. Urine is also known as piss. Paps blue ribbon tastes like piss, but everyone knows it's still Wisconsin's beer of choice. Not Corona. Zero risk. <laughs> there we go. Also, uh, like so, deer are good at social distancing. I mean, when was the last time you were able to get within six feet of a deer? That is true. So. That is very true. You don't you don't get in it's hard to get near a deer. Actually, shout out uh, didn't Someone that lived near in Ashtown had a pet deer, right, Pops? Oh, we had a, yeah, Mimi and Granddaddy had a pet deer for a little while. Absolutely. Yeah. Did Mimi and Granddaddy, I didn't think Mimi and Granddaddy had the pet deer. I thought a neighbor had the pet deer. Well, maybe it was a neighbor, but it showed up, and I've got a picture of me yeah. petting, the, petting the pet deer. Like, how long ago? Look. Was this, like, uh, in in recent-ish years, or, like, in your youth? No, no, not, it wasn't in my ute. Uh, it was, uh... <laughs> Damn utes. This, I was a, I was a I was a grown up, so I would say it was probably eight years ago, something like that. Cool. Yeah. How did I not know that? Yeah. I'm shocked you didn't know that, LJ. I guess once I left town, nobody heard from me, so because I didn't uh, answer my phone. <laughs> the last few I have uh, as far as teams uh, contracting the coronavirus, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, he says that Trailblazers are people who are pioneers at the forefront of society. Not only do they follow the latest WHO guidelines, <laughs> but they're likely to be the first to discover a vaccine. Zero risk. <laughs> hmm. So love it. Love it. I, NBA fans don't have anything to do with their time. And this is what they're coming up with. How yeah. to circumvent the cat via marriage, how teams <laughs> could contract the coronavirus. And then uh, would Zion be Zion if his name was Bartholomew or whatever I said his name would be. <laughs> Um, speaking of no sports and coronavirus, we did this last week and, and you learned, you guys learned that I, uh, watched the entire series of love is blind on Netflix. So <laughs> I know we've watched some tiger King and we'll get into that. What have you guys, any, any new updates to what you've been doing to pass the time? LJ, have you learned any more Swahili or, uh, I mean, not enough to share on the podcast. I know like, you know what to call it. Like, uh, uh, brothers are called uh Kaka. Um, and I think that's fitting. That that's a soccer player. I just remember playing FIFA and he would go caca. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I don't. I don't have anything. Where yes, I've been working on it. I don't have anything worth sharing. Sorry. Uh, anything else you've been doing over any anything interesting over the 
quarantine and I are writing songs. Uh, we're working on some things. Uh, I've been listening to uh, Brockhampton's new album, which might uh, be something I mentioned later. Uh, listening, to, I've been listening to new music. I still haven't caught Childish Gambinos. Did you guys hear about that? Where he had an album up for uh, about twenty four hours and then pulled it down. Well, no, I did see that he was going to release one and then it never came to fruition. I don't no, there think. was so okay. So about a week and a half ago. He released an album on a website streaming called uh, Donald Glover Presents, and his uh, agent tweeted out the link to it. And then within 24 hours, that album was pulled off of that website, and then that tweet was deleted, leaving basically no footprint of it anymore. Um, but I think it has since come out on maybe Spotify. Let me look, make sure. But uh, hmm. but yeah, it's kind of crazy. He like he dropped an album and then took it away almost immediately. And hmm. I don't know if that was like a hype thing or if that was like a he figured out he wasn't finished with it thing or what, but. Pretty cool. I've been reading Friday Night Lights, the book. Have you guys ever read that? Is it based off the movie? Like the yeah, movie it's what the, the movie okay. was based off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's right. The, that's right. Yeah, so the yeah. guy Miles. went to Permian and uh, and yeah, got to like the reason we even know who Booby Miles name is, is because this guy wrote the story about him. And it's uh, it's it's pretty, pretty good. So I have I have heard that book is really good. Yeah, mm. it's a uh, it's a lot more racist than the movie was. Like I rewatched the movie because I'm reading it. And man, the amount of like in words thrown out in that book, because, you know, it's small Texas town in the 80s that was pretty s- still segregated. And um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see the the cultural backing on top of, you know, because it, the movie is all about like these kids dealing with um, their entire life being based on, uh, you know, a three hour uh, game once a week. And uh, then you add in the the cultural sort of biases in that world. And it's it's really a interesting, difficult read. So. Who who wrote that book, LJ? H.G. Bissinger, I think it is. Okay, I was thinking it was like a, a name that I would know that it like Halberstein or something. But okay, I, but I've heard it's a great book. I may have to read uh, it myself. Yeah, Buzz Bissinger um, okay. is what his name is. So um, <laughs> I, I don't have much. I, I've been I've been calling people. That's how bad it is for me right now. <laughs> um, I I just got off the phone with Andrew. Um, I called my sister, which I should do like on a weekly basis, but I haven't. Um, and so I'm, I'm catching up on, here's what I'm doing. I'm catching up on those calls that it's been far too long and you feel like a jerk for calling at this point. That's what I've been doing. So pops, I didn't get a call from LJ. I didn't we get a call from once LJ. A damn week. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to you guys too much. Uh, so pops, what about you? Have you done anything? Is there an update to what pops has been doing while quarantining? Um, well, I, I can tell you I'm excited that Ozark came out Friday night. Yeah, have you um, seen any yep. of it? I haven't yet. I've seen the first two, and okay. uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, pretty good. Cool. So I'm happy pretty, that that came out. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, I've got, <laughs> I'm getting really good at uh, getting my boat on and off the trailer and loading nice. it, launching it. So I'm getting good I at I was that. wondering where we were getting with that. I was really, I was wondering if we could get an update. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there you go. And um, get ready to go fishing this weekend. I think we're going to do a lot of fishing. I mean, that's that's about what you can do. And yeah. uh, I've been working, so you know, I'm still getting still getting gas and pricing it and getting it out to people. My man's essential. Essential. I'm an essential personnel. Speaking of gas, it's getting cheap, 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 cheap. I don't know cheap. if we want to get into the economy of gas right now, but uh, tell you, I've got I just a, have noticed. So I, I so I've got a 101 now. No, a dollar. So it's gonna be ninety nine cents probably in Oklahoma City or where? Oklahoma I know it's City, cheap. right near Oklahoma yeah. City. Yeah. Oh, uh, I need. If we've got any listeners in Oklahoma City, I want a picture of 
that store that goes at 99 cents at some point. Man, I haven't seen I, something like that since like what, I 1993. <laughs> I, I have seen a few 99 cent screens, but it's like it's like when the place has been vacant for 20 years. Yeah, type of thing. Right, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, and it still says with wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's what see. You been doing, week, so what have you been doing? I, I mean, is Love and Blind is Love is Blind have a second season out yet? <laughs> no, I'm still waiting. The the reunion episode. I rewatched it just for, for you, shits and gigs. You and rewatched it. the re- okay, good. Well, um, well done. I did catch. <laughs> I did catch. Oh, uh, God. Uh, Gone Girl was on like I think on TNT or FX. It came back on like cable TV. So I watched that I think Saturday night or Friday night. I don't know if did you guys ever watch Gone Girl with yeah uh, Affleck and I Solid did. Man? It's been a while, but yes, I forgot just how awful. I don't I don't want to spoil it for people, but it, it was a good movie, very good movie, long but good movie. I don't want to spoil it. I guess for the people out there who have not seen it. Okay, so this is uh, a little bit of a turn, but I wanted to ask you guys kind of. What businesses will change? Because so this coronavirus is done is a lot of people are working from home. You see like night show, like those late night shows. The hosts are now doing interviews via like Skype or whatever. Guy, those those drive me crazy, by the way. This sounds so (laughs) bad. Well, it's a lot of people are just working with what they can do. I did see also Disney recently, uh, (laughs) the movie Onward. They released it was supposed to come and th- come out in theaters, but obviously you're not going to theaters right now. So they no. released it. You could buy it on pay per view. I think for a little more expensive, but they released it early. I I was gonna I was curious to ask you guys what do you think what businesses will that are gonna change with this? Like we're adapting to how the coronavirus is and it stays. Any of that say permanent? You think like to release movies instead of releasing in theaters, just release it on pay per view for twenty bucks. You can get it at home instead of in theaters stuff I like know, I that. It is, depends on how that sells. Um. That might be that. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about what would stay changed. I think working. How many from, more schools will go to online schools? Like, what if they learn? Okay, this is this. Like colleges go. This works out pretty easy. Well, I mean, I think being on a little bit on the inside of that, everybody's panicked about that, and it's all going terribly. Like, no school is happy with this situation right now and wants to keep this going in any well, way whatsoever. And I did read someone who was like, "This is a perfect uh, study on whether this will work or not." And I've read that no, it's not because you thrusted these teachers into doing it like hey and yeah. next by next week you need to be ready to teach online it wasn't like a i got a whole year to plan for this online class well yeah i mean that's what, like thing. so uh dear friend andrew snyder is a teacher um he teaches acting and uh he's had to go from teaching acting with students in a room to like trying to teach it through zoom and skype and google mm. hangouts and it's just it's not the same there's no comparison to and and for some fields it's probably okay um like I could see, you know, maybe learning if you if you're the right type of student, I can see like an all English class online or, or a math class all online or something like that. But like um, a lot of these classes that have a lot of hands on problems and group projects, um, you, you can't really do that way. And so I think that's one thing we're definitely seeing what type of classes can be done that way. Maybe that does turn out to be a thing. Yeah, it's. I think we're going to learn that a lot of a lot of businesses can like have employees work from home like that. We've been trying to avoid working from home because people want hours instead of product. Um, but I think that's going to change in the future and stay changed. But we'll see. That's what I'm thinking. What What do you think, Pops? Is there anything either that or anything you've. <clears throat> well, I think there's a lot to what what LJ said. And I'll, I'll pile on some of it is is I think the work at home like I could probably do my work from at home about as well as I can do it at the office. And just so think of that. If my company does not have to provide air conditioning, yeah. electricity, a structure, 
you know, and all that. I mean, that's money saved. So I yeah, do think as that, long as you can guarantee the same quality of work, why would ex- they exactly? So I think that there will be more work at home, remote work. I think our computer systems and and the yeah. uh, communications that we have uh, work work for that. Um, now, restaurant. I think delivery. Yeah, I think delivery will continue to increase, and I, I think that yeah. will never go away. I mean, I think these uh, what uh, Uber Eats. Uh, Grubhub, Grubhub, DoorDash. DoorDash. I think that stuff will continue to grow. I think this will be a huge benefit uh, for things like that. But that causes a problem to me because another thing that will probably grow is waste management. Because as you eat out more and get takeout especially, your your trash can gets so full because the takeout stuff just piles up. Pizza boxes, I still want to develop, you know, and uh, uh, invent a pizza box that folds up real small and you can throw away because they're just a pain in the ass to throw away. Yeah. Um, so I worry about, I worry Especially about with our environmental our causes right now. Yeah. Like that's a big problem. Yeah. If, if, w- if we're not recycling what we're getting eaten out, then, you know, it's not the same as dishes, right. Where they can just wash the plate where you rewash. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I didn't think about that at all. That's a really interesting point. So I think to-go boxes, the people that make those, there's going to be more of that. The little single-serving utensils, well, there'll be I a lot more of that. Some city, some cities have started banning styrofoam, like those to-go boxes, to try to cut back on. Chicago's trying uh, to do stuff like that, yeah. So there, But, I, yeah, the more if we start getting to a point where people go, oh, this eating out, this delivery stuff, I like. Because there's a lot of people maybe that had the means to do delivery, from their favorite restaurant and just never did it because they just never downloaded the the DoorDash app or Uber yeah. Eats app or whatever. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I can get whatever. I can get this to go and have it for my family. I love eating it. Sometimes I just don't like getting out. Now they might, once this coronavirus goes away, they still might be like, well, it's nice on a Wednesday night. I can just get it delivered straight to my house. Yeah. No so I do think you're going to see, this is good for, and that's why you see a lot of these different companies offering free deliveries. Cause I think they're trying to get you to become loyal to, to the Uber Eats app. So in two months, you're That's still just doing the app it. You use, yeah. They, but don't you think? I think restaurants will go to at some point charging a little extra for takeout because they obviously have to provide additional packaging. Well, they do already, stuff. right? Don't do they, they already? Oftentimes, there's like a, especially for delivery, there's usually a delivery fee for. There's takeout. usually a delivery fee. Yeah. Sometimes there's a well, if you're ordering through like um, one of those food restaurants, there's always a markup. Um, I mean, not food restaurants. That's an ironic uh, uh, redundancy. <laughs> redundancy. <laughs> um, no, from one of those food delivery, uh, you know, DoorDash, the the ones you guys all mentioned, those all have markups. Yeah. Um, but that's mostly delivery fee, though, right? But the right? carryout, I mean, I'm trying to think when I worked at Pizza Hut, it was the same for carryout as eating in the store. But then to your point, uh, what's the difference between a, a cardboard box and you sitting up, taking up our air conditioner? And uh, giving us a table yeah. to clean, giving yeah. us dishes to wash. So monetarily, I guess carry out's probably similar to. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about I that. Mm-hmm. I, this is going to rock the, the restaurant world. And this, I don't want to get on a sad, a, more of a sad tone, but there's going to be a lot of local restaurants where someone, you know, like a family started this up from scratch and they finally made something. And then you just shut down for a month, two months, three months where you're just not doing business at all. You're probably going to lose your property. A lot of people will be able to lose all your. Up. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I'd... If you love a restaurant right now uh, and you've got a little bit of extra money, go ahead and try to get some delivery from them or buy like a gift certificate from them to at least, you know, that's you could consider a gift certificate a, a zero interest loan. Right. Um, and now might be a good time to like buy gift certificates to places that you love. If you can afford it, if you can't, you know, get by like the most important thing is survive for the next little while. Who knows how long it's going to be. 
But uh, yeah, try to keep those places you love open by by sharing the wealth a little bit if you can. Well, also, are y'all y'all hearing that on the stimulus package that was passed? I believe now. Yeah. Yes. Um, my understanding that maybe three hundred billion of that was targeted to small businesses, and yes. that while it while it right now is being called a small business loan, I'm understanding that it's very easily going to be turned to a grant. That you may not that, that have to pay that back, and, and, I, actually, and I hope I, we can big, afford that. But I'm not a big economic genius by any stretch, but I like that idea. I really think that small business is what America's built on, and so keeping those Absolutely. places open. We always talk about mom and pop shops; everybody does. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think if you can keep those places open, it's worth whatever it takes. Well, and that, that's Walmart been the national movies. discussion too: is that small businesses are the engine of the United States. It's kind of what the, the, the engine, what the country's fueled on. So if all of a sudden you lose all the small businesses and it's just Chili's and Applebee's out there, you know, that's not good. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Is there any, I I mentioned kind of TV and I think it's funny how this could affect just in general, like not just like late night shows, but when you, if you ever watch, like, I don't know how many people watch Colin Cowherd on TV or any of the the TV, like sports shows, it's just not going to be, I don't know. Once you start doing these live interviews, LJ's right. Some of the sound quality is awful. Bad. But it, but if you can fix that and fix the delay and start putting some money into it, now you don't have to wait. If you're a late night host or if you're a TV, like a sports show host, you don't have to wait until Drew Brees is in Bristol, Connecticut to do an interview. You can just pop on the face interview I, all the time. I will say one of the things that has been very validating for this show for me is watching everybody deal with Skype delay. Uh, which yeah. We deal with every single week. So if we sound stunted and awkward. It's because, uh, you know, that's the way it works. And we, you know, hold us the same standard that you're now holding, uh, you know. Let's CNN, literally yeah. like the big the big news, every, everyone, really, exactly. everybody. Everybody's stunted and weird right now. And, uh, but we've been, we're professionals. We've been dealing with this for, what, three years now? So, <laughs> it is funny. It is funny watching all these people Skype in from home or do video and Zoom in from home for like these shows, like ESPN and different things, to see their background. To see yeah. where they're at. Like yeah. some people are just in like a random room with a white wall. Some people have like bookshelves up. Apparently someone like screenshotted Adam Schefter's bookshelf and he had the same Mike Shanahan book like five times in his bookshelf <laughs> behind them, which apparently after more research, he wrote the forward for that book. So I yeah. mean, that kind of well, makes he's a big sense. Dallas just, guy. I mean, Denver guy. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. So. So it was just funny. It's funny that people are now analyzing the background of all these people. Well, of course things. they are. If you ever see somebody's like a uh, Chrome window up, you definitely are looking at what tabs they've also got up. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> well, let me um, ask you this. This is something I've kind of had some thought about. What if, and y'all know, because we've gone to say some Dallas football games when y'all were in Texarkana for the day. And I mean, that's a long trip. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost a little bit of a hassle. I just wonder if this will make people reluctant to participate in live athletic events because Can especially football. Yeah, please do. But because especially football works so well, as we've talked before on HDTVs, I just wonder if it will have some effect on live participation. It likely will have some, but I think it'll also have the other side. So it might even out because I know right now I want nothing more than to go do something. You know, yeah. I can't wait for the next event I'm allowed to go to. That's so exciting to me right now. Um, I just, I, I never go to bars. I can't wait to go to the the bar down the street. So I yeah. think people are going to be, at least for a while, there's going to be this huge like flurry back to events as soon as we consider it safe. And so if, you know, the football season starts at that time, then I think numbers surge. But if, you know, if it start, it's, it's whatever's happening at that time, I think we see like a six month surge and then it probably trickles right back down to where it was, would be my guess. 
I hope you're right. I want to see us get back to where we were for sure. Drives the economy. All right. Would you rather, I saw this floating around on the internet. All right. Would you rather have A, you have to turn off every sports game at the two minute mark of the fourth quarter or the end oh. of the game, or B, only be able to watch from the two minute mark to the end? Yeah. LJ, it, at first, this seemed like an easy question, and then I, I'm very torn. Do you have an answer, LJ? I think my gut tells me I'm watching the last two minutes of every game. Um, okay. Because that's where things matter. Um, everything else is is uh, is just the lead up to that. It's the preamble, and uh, so I think that's what I I, I I can't I can't watch sports and not know how it ends. Like the whole point is the is the ending of it to me. So yeah, I'm Pops, sticking with that. Pops, what do you think? I think I'm going to reflect that as well. If, if you're telling me I've got to watch the first 48 minutes or the last or 58 minutes or the last two, that's my only choices, right? Yeah, I think I got to go with the last two. Yeah, because I got to see how it ends. Yeah. Well, and so I think for the most part, people would agree. Because, like, what if you go back and talk about, like, the 2016 NBA Finals, you know, the Cavs-Warriors Game 7, you don't talk about the first quarter. You talk about the last two minutes when yeah. Kyrie hit that big shot. You, or when you're talking about the 96 Finals with Michael Jordan and the Jazz, you talk about Michael Jordan scoring those final eight points or whatever to win the game. Yeah. You don't talk about the first part, but I've just – if you do every sports game just the final two minutes, a lot of games are done. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, it's already over. Thing. It's a, it's a three possession game. You just turn it off then. You know you don't have to watch it. You, know? you don't waste the time. Yeah, I guess you don't spend because sometimes you watch a game and then you're like, wow, I just spent two hours watching that and it was a blowout. Well, before and I guess it maybe it's it's a lot easier for me because I work nights and weekends most of the time. Um, so that leads to me watching most games as Sports Center highlights instead of watching a game. So might as well just watch the last two minutes. You know, if 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 I can catch every game live, but I watch the last two minutes. Yeah, so you check in. The, the, me, the Cowboys are playing the Patriots on Monday night, and you just turn it on, and it's like, oh, the Cowboys are down by 21 with two minutes left. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, uh, what was his name, J.D. McKinnon? or <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I I just, I thought, and I from conversations I've had with friends, I think I'm kind of in the minority on, I think I might choose the B option of watching the, the first 48 minutes or first 58 minutes, whatever it is, the, instead of the last two. But you're right. No one talks it. No. When we go to the 06 Rose Bowl, we're not talking about yeah. the three touchdowns in the second quarter. We're talking about fourth and five. Vince Young runs it in. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. All that led up to it. They're, they're going to talk about all that led up to it. You're still going to get the context, but you get that greatness at the end. And you can't get that greatness at the end if you don't see the end. So, yeah. So you think for sure, Pops, you're going yeah, final two minutes? I think I am going last two minutes. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I mean, you just think of the, all the great games are they come down to the last two minutes. So that's what and you And if they don't, see. I don't care. I, I I hate that I spent three hours watching most of those yeah. that don't come down to it. So yeah. yeah, probably right. Probably right. Probably with you on that one. Plus, the last two minutes in basketball, that's forever. That's literally forever, which is nice. <laughs> you can watch that for an hour. Can be. All right, now it is time to get to it. It is time to get into Tiger King. Tiger King. Let's, <laughs> let's get into Joe Exotic. I, where where do we want to start with this? Do we want to start with, well, I don't know. Where, first thing, do you we have do, first thing we should do is we should let the audience know that we've all watched the entire thing. I know we promised three episodes and then we we're going to make this like multi-episode series. 
Um, no, we watched the whole thing and we're just going to not pretend like we didn't. Um, right. Does and that don't sense? pretend like you didn't. Yeah, as, you as did the person too. You know, you, you know, three episodes and say, oh, I'm caught up with JPP. Let's just chill out a little bit and see what they have to say. <laughs> no, you kept going. You liar. Right. Um, it's like crack cocaine. You get started. You cannot stop. It's you're done. <laughs> it's you're done. So if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, we're about to get all into it. If you have seen it. All right, here we go. Let's break it down. Speak. Dad, you mentioned it's like crack cocaine. Or, is there something is. Are tigers like drugs? Man, These people, once they, they get on the meth, tiger, I'll tell you that <laughs> they obviously attract meth, and apparently they attract uh, young women. Uh, yeah. It looks like uh, so. Yeah. How about we start here? Least favorite character pops oh, on the show. Golly, uh, just off the top, it's a tie between. I, I, that's Carol Baskins. I can't stand her. I cannot. Right. I cannot From stand her. She's such a hypocrite. One. She's such yeah. a hypocrite. I can't and she wears stand that her. cat shit all the way to Congress. Like, come on, <laughs> man. Like, uh, she's she just seems so phony. And I I I don't know if she did it, by the way. But like, alleged, almost, she's alleged to have maybe murdered her husband and fed him to the tigers. Ah, uh, just which okay. Can we get into a little bit of that? Sure. Let's. She's like. She's like. And all this is alleged. I don't want a lawsuit with Carol Baskin by any means. <laughs> yeah, we'll get one. <laughs> because we'll get she can one have the, at that cats. point, she can have the JPV podcast. I'm not going to switch names or anything or switch ownership. It, she wins if she we'll takes us it. to court. She we'll wins. tie it up yeah. to a tree and shoot it. <laughs> um, she just glosses over the first how she met her first husband. She met him because he he held a gun to her, but then no, said, "You she, can hold the gun on me well, while we he drive around." Her the gun. What? But yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Weird. That's not a normal first date. No, no. That's the weirdest no, thing I've ever no. heard in my life. Married man pulls up and to then, you in a truck twice and says, "Hey, hold a gun on me, and then we'll talk." Yeah, that's that's weird. It's Florida though, right? Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I'll do that. That might be normal Florida. And man then she wound up spending the night with him that first night. So yeah, hey, that's that's yeah. normal Florida man shit. I think like that's that's what you get. So <laughs> then then he disappears. Yeah, conveniently the van is left at the airport with the keys inside and everything. And then she just drops on like, Oh, well, yeah, my boyfriend was, or my, not my boyfriend. Sorry. My brother was, he worked with the police or he was a sheriff or whatever it was. And then she was like, but he was, when I was nine, he was 13 or maybe it was vice versa. So we didn't really have much relationship. What? I, you're not that much older than me. LJ. I mean, yeah. we had a pretty close relationship. <laughs> yeah. The way she just threw that out, like, Oh yeah, that's so we obviously didn't have much as soon relationship. As she said that because Hannah's family is spread out like over the course of like uh, ten years or something like that, and it's like she's super close to every single one of her siblings. Like I, I that's not the reason. If you're it, maybe they're not super close, I don't know, but that's a bullshit reason to say that we're oh there's an age difference. Like bullshit. And so they take the van. And they just go, oh, let's just take this back to their property over at Carol's it, house and just park it. And then four days later, they're like, oh, hey, maybe we should do a little deeper dive on this van. Like, it's already been to what if she wanted to get something out of it, she already did. It's already gone. She cleaned it. She wiped it down. Yeah. I, I'm not saying she she murdered her husband, but boy, the the, the big loser is the police screwed that one yeah. all the way up. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah, see, I, my gut was telling me, you know, remember he liked Costa Rica. He used to go to Costa Rica all the time or whatever. Yeah. He obviously had, he was a man of means. He had some money. I think he worked out a deal with her and said like, look, I'm going to go down to Costa Rica. I'm going to take half the money. I'm going to disappear. And because, you know, five, five, day, five years later in a day, as soon as she could, she signed over the, she bumped up his life insurance and then. There was something fishy going there was, on. It, there was something smelly. There was something smelly. So she's my least favorite. She is just, 
But and she's doing the same thing that Joe Exotic is doing, that Doc Antle does. She's still oh making money God, off yes. these tigers and and yeah. calling them out. Such a hypocrite. Can't stand her. Yeah. Can't stand her. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I want to puke every time I heard that. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Um, I got a different answer. All right. My answer is is Jeff Lowe. That guy is like, if you imagine... Big, biggest con man out there. If you imagine that Heisenberg's an idiot and Saul Goodman's an idiot and uh, and Jesse is a bigger idiot, then you got Jeff Lowe and his buddies. Like, they are the dumbest bunch of, like, fix guys ever. But they're all high all the time and, like, coming up with these stupid conspiracies. I'd... I don't think that uh, that Joe Exotic ever like intent like he was actually trying to hit anybody. They tried to set him up with like this stupid sort of um, yeah, you're gonna go down and pretend like you're going to Florida, and then we'll call you when you get to Jacksonville and go to a strip club. And like they just sound like the dumbest like Breaking Bad wannabes ever to me. So I I just really can't. Well, stand it, it it looks like they got out of it unscathed. Well, I mean I don't I mean unscathed for now. Yeah, I mean I, I this this definitely. Um, this documentary should have them look into more of this stuff, but, um, I don't know. They well, just seemed like it didn't Jeff Lowe pretty much admit to, he was like, I don't know. You call it setting them up. I call it investigating. Sure. I wanted them to admit, or I wanted them to do something. I wanted yeah. to record it and get it. He, he, he completely admitted to, yeah, I set them up. Well, he's to say all this. The, the reason that Jeff Lowe's so bad is he made me kind of root for Joe exotic. Who's like, Someone that I can't stand in any way and does things that I completely 100% disagree with. And I'm still saying, well, wait a second. We should like look at his case a little bit more seriously because Jeff fucking low. So <laughs> well, uh, not, but yeah. I mean, I like Joe exotic. I mean, until probably the fourth episode or whatever, you know, I like Joe exotic. He was the hero, right? He's the hero of the story until well, the I end. Say there's eh, definitely- except for he was also murdering to tigers yeah. too yeah and uh and also he was a prick like if you watch his show um and they showed a lot of clips of where he was like uh he shot that blow-up doll with a dildo in its mouth like yeah which was ridiculous shit, yeah. reading out her diary over the air like i carol carol baskin not a cool person but like he was not cool to her either like their rivalry was uh was equaled in shittiness um but, but see, I think at first, LJ, I thought he's just calling her out because she's so hypocritical. I mean, at least, and so I was okay with yeah. him just calling her out and, and stuff like that. But when 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 he put money on her head, when he call, called out uh, uh, a hit on her, I mean, he lost me there. I mean, you can't, you just can't do that. You just, I also you think can't. like he's he's the type of guy um, that uh, kept two straight guys as his gay harem by uh, offering them as much meth and weed as he possibly could afford like i don't know he's just he's not a swell guy you know what i mean no so, he's not he's not i did a little i did a little background research on old joe exotic a damn and, damn fine singer am i right <laughs> <laughs> well we'll get to that in a minute we'll get to that but i do think it sounds like when joe first got into the tiger business he actually was in it for the right reasons well, he loved the animals episode kind of showed that early, early stuff of his. And yeah, it looked like he was a really great dude at that point. And then I was, what I was gathering, he was, he was kind of, he had a hard childhood because when he came, he knew he was gay from the moment, from really early on. And, yeah. and it was from where he was and his family, they'd really kind of disowned him. At least his dad did. And maybe got sexually abused when he was younger. Yeah. There's some, there's some stuff about that. And then I think his brother passed away and he, and he wanted to do, make this sanctuary. It was really going to be a sanctuary where these tigers come. And then, the fame started getting, he started this Joe exotic TV and then he started 
like like the Rich Kirkham, that producer, or whatever. Love that. Said guy, as soon as by the way. as soon as we put the 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 king chair and he sat on that throne, yeah. it was a dumb throne. But as soon as he did, you could tell a light clicked on it. He just got worse and worse. And you people close to him even say like before 2015, Joey. I mean, he was weird, but obviously people kind of liked him. You saw some of those workers enjoyed working yeah. for him. He had some there kind of a, charismatic. There's clearly a time where he was a hero and. The other thing that I did love about him is he seemed to give people a chance that nobody wanted to give a chance to. And it seemed to turn around their lives. Like those guys that worked at the GW zoo. um, I mean, they seemed like their entire life got fixed because Joe exotic was a part of it. And that's something to be said. Um, And then I think he went down a total rabbit hole where, yeah, I think there's a lot of meth involved with him. And then some of the stuff where they really lost me even before pops, before he put the hit on someone's head, like, it looked like he pretty much was getting these, like LJ mentioned, these straight men that he knew was knew was addicted to different drugs. I'm like, here, I'll supply your addiction. You just got to stay with me on the on the farm. Yeah, and there was some. Sc- it yeah, it was- seems like a lot of a lot of the workers there were working there because they probably got their fix. Yeah. He was just aiding their fix. I, yeah, I don't think Joe's all bad, but I, there's a lot of bad that ended up being of Joe Exotic. But it, so I, I mean, he I'm, was certainly my favorite character for a long time until like there was no favorite character, I guess, in the whole. My favorite thing. character, and I, I might have to look. Well, one, I, I do want to mention Saf, who he yeah. he's the, the guy. Yeah, the person that got their arm ripped off yeah. by a tiger, and five days later, just they were like, "We could do reconstructive surgery and bring this and get your arm back." It's like. Now nah, I got to get back to work for the Tigers. What a baller. For the Tigers. What a baller. And five days later, without an arm, was back working and even was admitting, like, yeah, I shouldn't have stuck my hand in there. Wow. My bad. Wow. He seemed like that the person, most together person they had yeah. to be, yeah. except for the guy with no legs. The guy with no legs was was relatively together. Well, and I also like well, that big, lanky goofball with the long hair. I mean, I really yeah. did like the workers there. To Eric, Eric Cowie or whatever. Maybe I think he so, was yeah. the... I, I thought Kelsey Saffrey, who went by Saff, that was the person without the arm. Also, can we mention... They show the scenes of where uh, the arm gets bitten off, and did Joe Joe Exotic had an EMT jacket, like a like a ambulance jacket, <laughs> on, like first responders. Did someone? So did he really get told? Hey, I think someone's arm just got ripped off. It's like, hold on, get your cameras ready. Let me go get I my jacket. Get to the Let's go down there. Quick. I've got I've got one of these wardrobe change. I'm ready for this moment. Cameras roll during the fire. Did he have a Did he have a fireman jacket? Or I can't remember. <laughs> okay, let's move right over to the fire. We t- we talked about Rich Kirkham. I can't, I can't lie. I kind of had a, I like Rick Kirkham. He's the producer of, he was going to, he was smoking go guy, right? The black shirt show. with the yeah. smoking. That lost everything and moved to Norway and didn't even want to do this documentary. So it sounds like LJ, what do you, so the, the, by the way, I mentioned this to dad, just to, to give you an illustration of how insane this documentary is. Those crocodiles that got burned up in that, in that, uh, little forgotten mobile home. Yeah. But they really didn't touch on that much. Do you know who those crocodiles belong to? No, who? Michael Jackson. What? Yes. <laughs> There's an LA Times article from 2015 that says Michael Jackson lost his alligators to a fire at some exotic zoo in Oklahoma called the GW Zoo. No way. Yes, and they didn't even need how, to mention that. <laughs> how wow. insane. There was so much content, so much with this documentary. They're like, oh, Michael Jackson on those? Well, don't worry about it. We have enough. We have enough content. Don't even bring that wow. up. Wow. Can you imagine? He so, just wanted to do a story on reptile dealing, right? <laughs> and he so, caught but, this shit. <laughs> so the shed goes up in flames. Clearly arson. Yeah. Oh, who, yeah. Let's let's play a game of who done it. LJ, who, who they kind of laid out who it, it could be 
Rick doing it. It could be Joe doing it. It could be Carol doing it. What do you think? Oh, it's definitely Joe. There's no way that wasn't Joe trying to wrest control of his image back and trying to uh, get the public opinion back on his side. Like you had said, he once like cared about the animals, but at that point he really didn't anymore. And uh, he was just using whatever motive he could to like uh, get his image back where it needed to be. And that was sympathetic. And uh, yeah, that's who I truly believe it was. I mean, Pops, I you, in agreement? Com- completely agree. And he, you know, pretty much that was what was weird. Remember, he's walking into the lawyer's office and he's like, don't turn the camera off. Not for a second. And he pretty much incriminates himself right there. Who? So I was going to ask, who asked, don't turn the camera off? Is he, Joe asking? Joe told the, the guy, off, he or? told the guy with him. He said, do not turn that camera off ever, no matter what. See, I thought maybe, I thought maybe this was like beforehand. Rick was saying, make sure you don't turn the camera off. And we want to make sure we get something on. I don't know. But Joe completely incriminates himself. I think in that little bit where they're like that conversation where they're like, so who owns, who owns all that film? And he's like, well, Rick does the producer. And he's like, so what, what do they need you for? And then the, the lawyer even goes, you see what I'm saying? You yeah. see what I'm yeah. saying? We need to get, because they, they even mentioned like, so all that film is in that one mobile home and there's no backup. Okay. You see what we need to do? And Joe's like, all right, deal. Let's burn it. Burn it to the ground, yeah. baby. Yeah. It was Joe. And Joe already loved Tannerite. Half his day spent blowing shit up with Tannerite. Yeah. So he oh, knew was pretty it easy how to burn stuff something. that he used? Seriously? Well, they don't know. For, they just know it was blown up with okay. a bunch of like. But you're infl- right. I mean, there's no doubt that that was one of his favorite things to do anyway, was to shoot and explode. And yeah, I, what why, What was the reason they, because they started accusing Rick of doing it. Why would Rick have, oh, they were saying maybe Carol paid him like $5 million to yeah, do Yeah, I think that something. was the, the kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I just, I totally feel for uh, Rick's total loss where he was like doing something he didn't even believe in because he knew it was going to make him a million dollars. Yeah, well, Rick gone. was ready to retire, and then he kind of stumbled upon this Joe Exotic thought, "Holy shit, yeah. this is my this is my lottery ticket." Yeah, and he worked as a whatever, however old he was, probably sixty five years old. Was like, "I'm going to spend every waking moment for the next five years filming this stupid Joe Exotic TV and doing, and doing everything yeah. he has." He was yeah. filming his thing, and then also running Joe's stupid Daily Show studio. Um, yeah, I, yeah, there's no way he would have wasted that much of his life over. I mean, unless that sum of money is unbelievable. Um, I don't think he would have done it. Um, where else do we want to go? Do we want to talk about, uh, do you have any, I, we haven't even mentioned Doc Antle yet. Do we want to go to Doc Antle or do, where do you guys want to go? Where, where, where do you want to go next? Uh, yeah. Doc Antle. I mean, I just. Bhagavan. Bhagavan. Uh, Doc Antle. Yeah. He was one of my he, least favorite people on the whole damn thing. Oh, he just was so slimy, right? Like he was slimy, more slimy is than, a good term. Yes. Um, and Ugh. and man, can I throw out? I can't remember her name. Let me see if I can look at it real quick. I think it was. Did it did it seem a little sketchy? Bhagavan and Doc Antle knew a little too much about the murder for hire game when he was talking about <laughs> you're not going to get someone for three thousand dollars. Like, wait a minute, do you know the exact well, price? Can there, I say Doc? while I'm sitting there watching and I've never tried to murder uh, somebody or hire somebody to do so. But I remember thinking, three thousand? Really? You're just gonna you're just gonna drive down to Florida right now for three thousand? Like, there's no way. Yeah. Also, I don't know how many people are listening to this that are thinking about Murder Fire. Hopefully, not many. But <laughs> if you have to drive your assassin to the DMV to go get him a driver's license before he can take take don't out the rest of it. your plot, I say you go ahead and bail out of that. Especially one. if this that, dude that, has like <laughs> been openly talking about dropping a chainsaw on your head, like. <laughs> This was a bad Wait, You want to kill me? Don't kill me. I, I'll pay you to kill someone else. This, see, this is why uh, I don't buy it at all. I do not buy it at all because I don't know. I guess a lot can go on when everybody in an entire room full of tigers is, is just fueled by meth. <laughs> but 
Yeah, um, that's true. I don't know. It's just I can't believe that anybody would look at that and be like, oh, that's the deal I've been looking for. Fantastic. Um, but I wanted you to were going to mention about Doc. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Barbara Fisher was one of the former employees of Docs and uh, her interviews were like, I don't oh, know, yeah, that was really yeah. strong. I heard to come out and talk about her past like that, because some of the stuff that she talked about, like, would probably uh, be haunting for, you know, decades and to, to be able to come out on something you expect might be seen by millions of people and talk about these things like that's a lot of courage. So just huge shout out to that, to that person. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I hadn't thought about that LJ, but you're right. That that was brave. Well, know. I mean, he is, I mean, he's running a cult, right? I mean, for yeah. like dead on. Yeah. He has people calling him Bhagavan, which means like Lord. Yeah. And is changing their names. And then like, well, and, yeah, and, and he sleeps you know, with his, all the women, right? I mean, yeah. so, yeah. He's just a cleaned up version. He's a more cleaned up version of Joe Exotic. He, I mean, he seems more professional, but it, it's not much better. Yeah. Um, and his son, by the way, is like one of the most famous TikTokers in the world, by the way. Really? Yeah. He's known as the human Tarzan. And he's like this like sexy dude that runs around with monkeys and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, he's I, I don't know, but he seems like a doc in the making, to be completely honest. Did you know? Did you know that? uh Doc Annell's actually been on the VMAs, the Video Music Awards. With Britney Spears, yeah, with that. Yeah, back in 2001, he was on stage with Britney Spears yeah. because he had, she had a python and yeah, some tigers on stage. Moment. Yeah, with the, with the yeah. big yellow python. Well, let me, it, I want to ask y'all a question too about that. Was it him? Who was the one taking the tiger, the tiger cubs up in, in suitcases to hotel rooms in Las Vegas? Jeff Lowe. Jeff. That's Jeff Lowe. Okay, so... I've been to Las Vegas several times. I love oh it. Oh, God, what's the story going to be? It, nothing, but I'm just saying. <laughs> if, You're, are you worried that Pops went to a hotel room with tigers in it? <laughs> I'm just, that would not be an interest for me. If somebody said, hey, yeah. hey, dude, you want to come up to the hotel room and pet a tiger cup? I'd be like, <laughs> no, hell no. I don't want to do that. That's just, it's just not a thing to me. I mean, I would well, wonder if they like were being you missed euphemistic. out on some crazy parties. I bet perhaps I have. <laughs> I just keep losing money at the blackjack table instead. <laughs> I mean, another I speaking of Jeff Lowe, speaking of Jeff Lowe, like they just gloss over like, oh yeah, he has a tiger. He, he carries tigers in his suitcase. And it's like, that's normal. Yeah. The show's so wild. We're just, we're accustomed to going, oh, okay. Yeah. He, he does that. That's fine. Yeah. Like we don't even, you don't even blink twice, but then, so they're getting ready to him and his wife are getting ready there. She's pregnant now. And he just like, it's open like, so uh, I'm looking for the hottest nanny possible. Well, if you're going to have to have a nanny, might as well have a hot one. It's they like, do, what? They do have an open relationship, right? Like that's yeah, one of the true. premises They're of this slingers, thing yeah. is they both like, they both like to seduce women for uh fun time together. So I don't think she would be totally against that either. Like, I don't think he was being an asshole necessarily. He's just being. And then things we glossed over, they pretty much had the inspiration of Tony Montana in that Mario trap. Trap, you or that 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 yeah. coke dealer, drug well, dealer. That I think I told you he was like blow, but it was yeah, it was Scarface allegedly. So that oh, was right, where my right. mistake was. Yeah. yeah, and we're just like he seems like the most honest person on the damn show. I know, one, yeah. one of the- actually, I actually totally trusted everything he said. Like he was was he the strip he was, club yeah, I, owner? Was he the strip club guy? No, no, oh no, we hadn't got to him. He's who I think's the worst on the show. But uh, okay, we're ta- this guy's the one. It's like in episode two or so, two or three. He's the biggest, he's like the drug lord from Miami, one of the biggest drug lords from Miami. He owns a few tigers and he knew Joe Exotic and he's basically the inspiration behind Scarface. Oh yeah. The kind of quiet dude. Yeah. 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 The one I, like LJ said, the one I trusted the most on the entire show was the drug lord. known federal, federally prosecuted drug dealer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I kind of um, like that other guy, remember, that went into business with Jeff Lowe to build the new zoo by Thackerville or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that dude. You liked him? Well, he was kind <laughs> the of... Biggest, he, the biggest snitch of all time? Wait, wait. He was. I thought he was just kind of quiet. Oh, was he, he a was, snitch? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember him snitching. Which one are you talking about? The, are you not talking the about the was, jet ski guy? He, no, 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 not that oh. asshole. Um, the, the guy who was like always on like a, a big bulldozer with like a lemur on his shoulder. Never he didn't a own shirt. a strip club, did he? No, no, he no. Didn't what? He didn't own a strip okay, club. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, yeah, he owns, the, no, he owns no. the other zoo and he was going to get in with Jeff Lowe and bring the animals and yeah. Jeff Lowe was going to pretty much finance the zoo. Yeah. So they were going to build the zoo by the big like casino everyone else. in Sacreville. That was what they were doing together. Well, and, and they were talking, they needed that to come together before spring break and I thought, I hope it wasn't this spring break that they were trying to make money off of this zoo because yeah. nobody's <laughs> going to a zoo right now. <laughs> yeah, I was cool with him. He's a weird dude, but I thought he was... He was all right. I, I thought you were, Dad, I thought you were talking about, I got to find his name. What What's the snitch's name? God, it was. Uh, uh, You're talking about the strip club guy that called Carol and wanted to give information about Joe yeah. to Carol? Yeah. I kind of like the strip club dude, actually. Oh, I, I didn't like him. James, James Garretson. Garretson. You like yeah. James Garretson? He seemed like the biggest, slimiest dirt ball maybe of all of them. Can I say he that? Says that, that he says at the beginning. You can't trust any anybody who loves or loves the the big cat or in the big cat game because they'll all stab you in the back. He's the biggest backstabber yeah. there is. He's oh, wearing yeah. a wire nonstop. Yeah, I, but that jet ski scene was one of my favorite scenes in maybe all of the shows <laughs> I've ever watched. Uh, that was so good. That <laughs> seemed like it was cut straight from Eastbound and Down. He had he had to ask for that, right? There's oh. no way the filmmaker thought this is a good this will be a good scene. No, I I don't know. If I was working on that project, I would probably if we caught that film of him on the jet ski, I'd be like, okay, this is three minutes right here. We the got slow this. motion jet <laughs> ski video of him in the tightest effing life jacket I've ever seen. It's probably uh. it actually probably wasn't a life jacket. It's probably a bulletproof vest because yeah. he's probably worried someone's always after him because yeah. he lies and snitches on everyone yeah one i don't Pops, trust you, the word he you liked him said. like that dude he lied every step of every way right yeah and what the hell what the hell what did he he thinks we really thought the reason he sold him out is because he's worried about this lemur no, no. there's a lot more on there's a lot more skeletons in your closet than the damn lemur well, I think, i'm just I saying think of the slimy people plot, i liked him the best of the slimy he's, people yeah well he's he's the saul goodman of the of the breaking bad of the story he's the dumb what did saul he do goodman. What did he, so they kept calling him? I know at one point he owned a strip club or whatever. They just kept calling him businessman. It looked like maybe he owned an appliance store. What the business? What does he do? Oh, looked he like he owned a donut FBI. store to me. <laughs> I couldn't tell what he did. There never was any any customers coming in and out. No. But he still owned a big old truck. I mean, it's things seem to work out well for old James Garretson. Oh my god, that guy! I'm just gonna watch that I'll, Jesky scene again. I'll tell you who I think is my favorite character on the entire show. Who's that? It's it's Joe's campaign manager he found at the ammo oh, section. Joe's yeah. or whatever. He wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. he was all what right. What a sweetheart. He seemed, which <laughs> I love. He has this guy. He knows who Joe Exotic is because he said that he sees him all the time buying <laughs> ammo and Tannerite. So he knows this guy at least a little bit. You're telling me this guy walked in and was like, hey, hey, I'm about to run for president. I need a campaign manager. You want to do it? And you're like. Hell yeah, baby. Let's quit Walmart. Let's go. <laughs> that sounds like a good idea. And he's like, that was the worst two years of my life. <laughs> he's like, I'm a libertarian. And Joe seemed to at least follow a few. And then Joe's passing out condoms with his oh face on God. it. And Can I say, though, on him, maybe the most heart-wrenching part of the whole series was watching when uh, Joe's husband uh, shot himself. And we just see the shot of uh, Dial just watching this whole thing happen. That just so so me. you're under the impression. 
Did he commit suicide or was that an accidental? Well, I think it was accidental, thing? but it was definitely suicide. I gathered it was accidental. Yeah, well, he thought the gun wasn't loaded. He's probably jacked up on all kinds of drugs. What's and Dial was saying he plays around like this. I think that's kind of the guns. thing is uh, Travis was not like the kind of guy that had any sanctity of life. Like he didn't give like life meant nothing to him. So I think like this was something that was going to eventually happen. I think he might have even been, you know, hoping it would happen at some point. But I did, still don't think this was like overtly intentional. Do you know what I mean? Does that I make agree. Sense? Yeah. Yeah. You feel bad for Josh Dahl, which I agree that that's I don't can't even honestly can't fathom seeing something like that. Yeah. But I feel worse for Travis's mom yeah. who sat there at a funeral and listen. Joe turned it into a stand up bit. Yep. Like it was kind of funny Sang a song. watching on a show. Yeah. But if you're her, like a family member of him and you realize like his funeral turns into a stand up bit for Joe Exotic, that would that'd be tough to sit there. And then to be one of two people invited to his next wedding. Um, yeah, I just that poor lady. Yeah, I feel for her. That that, that was another spot pops where I, I kind of lost my I, I was with you. I kind of there was part of me that liked Joe. But at that point, you're like, what a golly. Like, yeah. Don't don't do that. Like, let's at least. Be respectful. Yeah, yeah. but uh, going back to something you said about what's the kid's name? Tyler was that uh, uh, his his husband Travis. that shot himself? Travis. 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 I, mean, I think Travis probably was just thinking, "Oh, watch watch this. This will be funny when I do this." I mean, yeah, I think that's definitely. probably what was on his mind. He's like, "Oh, won't this be funny?" And then he shoots himself in the head. I mean, he just he's he was yeah. not there. He was just not there. Yeah. Well, uh, do you guys know? I I didn't really a hundred percent understand. Was there a bullet in the chamber? Was there, uh, was that, you know, air from the pin drawing back that shot him? Like, do you know what happened? Well, they were saying there's something he told. He didn't have the clip uh, in, I think. The clip's not in. It can't fire. There's nothing in there. And I'm, I'm assuming there was was just still a, a, still a bullet in the chamber and he thought it was empty. So he thought it would just go and click. That's kind of what I thought too, but I just wasn't sure. So is that kind of what you gathered pops or? I don't know that I reckon. I just thought he was just trying to be funny. I didn't know. I, well, he he points it at Dial, and Dial's like, "Dude, I told you, don't point guns at me." I know he does say something like that, about the clips like out. He does say that, and he's like, "Oh, dude, there's not, there's no, there's nothing in the clip. There's nothing in here. There's no bullet. It can't shoot." And then he pointed to his head to illustrate, "See, it can't shoot." And he pulled the trigger, and bam! Obviously, it did shoot. Well, I know that's one of the things that uh, I remember Granddaddy saying a thousand times is always treat a gun as if it's loaded, no matter what you know the situation to be. So and. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't treat it that way, and that sucks. But I do think I think he was going to do that at some point anyway, whether it be suicide by jumping off a cliff with his uh, four wheeler or suicide by meth overdose. But at some point, he was he he had a death wish, and I hate that. You know, that's really sad. On a on a lighter note, I want to go to the the third leg of that polygamous marriage, and that's John Finley, <laughs> yeah. who you could He's describe sorry. him. You could describe him as the tatted up guy with not too many teeth. But then again, there's quite a few of those yeah. guys on this show. <laughs> right, so I don't know if that narrows it down, but do you think, so all of his interviews, he does shirtless yeah. showing all his tattoos. Do you think like, he was like, they said, Hey, we're getting ready to film. Do you want to do the interviews? Like, yeah, that's just how he got all ready. Right, or do you think go. like the film, <laughs> all right, shirts <laughs> off, gun, sun's out, guns out, baby. Or do you think the, the filmmakers are like, Oh, I think it'd be better if you took your shirt off for this interview. Like who, who do you think initiated that? My setup, bet, my money is on. They probably, he said something about his tattoos early, early in the interview. And they said, Oh, can we see? And then he showed and then just sat down. Nobody asked him to put a shirt back on. He didn't care. Cause I think, <laughs> I think he's a charming, like sweet dude. He's also dumb as a box of rocks and just has not many thoughts going through from one ear to the other. He has so. about as many thoughts as he does teeth, I think. <laughs> Which is four, right? Oh. Well, his, te- his teeth were practicing social distancing, so there's that. Oh, God. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was the the smartest one of the bunch. He and, did seem like a uh, decent guy though. That really, yeah. Was in a I don't think he was a bad place. person. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where else do we want to go? Oh, do we want to get into to Joe Exotic's music? Yeah, please. Tell, okay, so uh, I'll set up the listeners with what I said to you earlier. Is I just I've been watching and I've been thinking. There's no. He does not sound like that. He had. There's no way that's Joe Exotic. Period. And you would be correct. Oh, I thought the same God. thing. I thought. I was like, God, Joe might be a jackass and might be dumb and all this stuff, but boy, he can kind of sing. He's always sing. have a little yeah. jingle to him. So that is the Clinton Johnson band. It's a band based out of uh, Washington State. Okay. And they're just a small little kind of country-ish band. And they say they actually, a while back, I can't remember what year they said that, but they answered an ad that Joe Exotic put out <laughs> that said he wants a band to sing for him. Okay. And so the way it works is Joe gives him a theme. Like maybe here, kitty, kitty. I want to sing a song about Carol Baskins feeding her, <laughs> feeding her husband to a tiger. And they just kind of came up with the lyrics in tune. And uh, apparently the reason it kind of came to fruition or became known is because he stiffed him on a couple of songs where they, which shocker Joe yeah. exotic stiffed him. Oh, no. And so coming. now they're kind of hoping they're kind of hoping maybe this Netflix thing can help kind of get their music career going. Cause they, they do have a Spotify album. I They're see not, that. And it, They've got a song called sounds, Every Car Behind Me is a Cop, and I know I felt that way. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they sound pretty similar to I Saw a Tiger, just without all that. I, I think one of them said, we're pretty similar to that sound, except we don't really talk about big cats ever in our songs. <laughs> that's only for Joe Exotic. So that's the band. It's not Joe Exotic. And I thought the same thing, LJ. I was like, surely he's not this talented when it comes to music. Well, that's when he sang at that funeral, I was thinking, okay, so he sounds bad. But, like, maybe if you were a really good producer, you could, like, fix this and, like, turn it into what we heard. But no. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, I don't think you can fix Joe. <laughs> you can't fix Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, else do, where else do we want to go like, as we're kind of wrapping up the, the Tiger King? Well, did you know, I did read this somewhere. Jeff Lowe, you know, he was he a con man? Did he have money? He obviously had some money. And I think it was his granddad had the Robbins Brothers Circus. And so he grew he up. talk about circusing, yeah. He, he grew up around a bunch of animals. So he legitimately was a, a big, you know, big animal uh, lover or whatever, I guess you want to say. He got into this world as dishonestly as the rest of them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I You know, you never saw him without that hat and a do-rag on. I mean, I don't know yeah, what. Except for like know. those. Uh, Is he bald, you think? Yeah. yeah did you see he's those be shots bald, of him right? in the jail cell? I mean, he, yeah. had, he had a worse hairline than I do, for sure. Yeah, he doesn't he didn't have much hair. He doesn't have much hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think probably uh, worst people on the show. I guess you like James Garrett, and I got. Yeah, no. He can't be. He's not, he can't be the worst, but he's one of the slimiest, if not the yeah. worst. I don't know. Doc Antle was the slimiest guy, and Carol Baskins was the most hypocritical. So, if those are my two awards on that, yeah. Do you think? Do you think uh, Joe should get out of prison? I still think when it all comes to light, I think he did. I don't think he should be in jail. Well, I I think it's going to come to light. Hopefully, that the murder for hire stuff was he got baited into being the like the 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 fall man for that. What's the word? uh, Like you can't do to somebody like a cop can't do. I can't remember entrapment. Uh, Entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah, he was he was totally entrapped into this, in my opinion. Then, but but then once that got on, and so I'm wondering how great of a dude. I think the workers did seem like you see the beginning. Like I think the workers did enjoy working with Joe and like yeah. Joe. But towards the end, Joe changed, and you even saw like John Rinky, who's the guy without the legs, talk about 
Joe was killing cats. He was murdering. He 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 wasn't the same Joe that started GW GW well, Zoo. When and that's kind of my thing is if like if we're if he's in just because of the the tiger killing, then he should stay in for the tiger killing. If that's what he's in jail for, but the murder for hire should be let go. In my opinion, that'd be in my opinion the perfect result of this is that he's still paying the penalty for the shit that he did, but not for the stuff that didn't really feel like it was a hundred percent his work. You know, that's my opinion. I just, I just realized we glossed over the Walmart truck with the expired the expired meat, meat. <laughs> <laughs> and the workers going through it and picking out the expired meat they want. I was just going to say though, I mean, with all the, with all the coronavirus stuff, I wouldn't mind if a Walmart truck full of expired meat pulled onto the block right now and I could just pick up what was left over. <laughs> is that, is that bad for the, I mean, I guess tigers can eat expired meat. Oh, is expired. First off, expired is more like uh it's rarely rotten at the expiration date, right? Like you can generally eat something a few days after it's like a month after where you still really start to concern yourself. But then uh, they mention uh, that if you pull some meat out, right. And then you take it to the counter and then you decide, I don't want that ground beef anymore. They can't just put it back there because who knows how long you've had it out of the fridge. Yeah. So then that goes into the let's throw it away and give it to the weird cat guy pile. And uh, so a lot of that meat's probably still pretty good, just not a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. I just, they're also throwing it. That's how they made their pizza was with the, expired yeah, they meat. made their pizza with the expired meat. Ah. <laughs> yeah. What a show. All right. What a show here. I got a question for you guys. You can go on a week. You get to go on a weekend trip. No, oh, better timely. You have to be quarantined with one of these characters oh, God. for a week. It can be doc, Joe, uh, Carol, who should the fourth be? I'm, or Jeff Lowe. Oh God, I was going to take the fourth no matter what, but never mind. Uh, Which one are you going to be quarantined with for a week? I think I'm taking Joe. I, I think, think so I'm taking too. Joe. Joe probably is going to get annoying after a week of quarantine. He's, He's probably going to get annoying within an hour, but well, I mean. <laughs> Doc is smooth enough at least to where it wouldn't be just super weird all the freaking time, right? Like he would be able to like handle himself for a week without being. I don't know. I think Doc would want to have sex with me or something. He was <laughs> weird, <laughs> man. Yeah. He was weird. <laughs> he was probably just, would, but. I don't know. But you could still turn that down, you know? But you can't stop Joe from being Joe, you know? Yeah. Ugh. I might have taken Schiff. You didn't give me Schiff as an option, did you? Or the or the legless guy. Or uh yeah. well No, well no, I wanted to I wanted to make it tough. Yeah, if I'd gave you Rinky, you'd have chose Rinky in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I was glad to see Rinky yeah. seem to kinda get things figured out towards the end, like he kinda got out of all yeah. that and seems to he's not sitting at a meth meth lab, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy to see at least Cause not all these guys are bad. Not like even the guy LJ mentioned, the long-haired guy. We said his name earlier. Goofball, I forget. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he has some uh, maybe some tendencies that are against the law that he enjoys partaking in. But for the most part, I think he honestly just loved the cats. He really did love the tigers. Man, and it stuff. was so touching how heartbroken he was when he found out that Joe had been killing the tigers. Yeah, um, that felt really like he had lost a brother or something. That showed what type of person he was, and I think that. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the people that work there are people, I think, and that's the thing is it like, it shows that early on Joe was a good guy that he gave all these people chances that didn't deserve them. And they really, he gave them the opportunity to build on those chances. And you can see that in a lot of these people that were clearly at the bottom of society, you know? And so mm. I don't know, that's better than what Doc Antle did, but yeah. Kevin, any, who, any other, any other, who are you, no, who are you going to be quarantined with Kevin? You didn't say, um, out of those four. Mario Tabro. Yeah, for sure him if that was an option. Probably probably Joe. Yeah. Probably Joe. Probably Joe. Okay. I think I don't know who I, the other one's just 
Can't you I can't. just smell Joe through the screen, though? <laughs> Joe's got to bring those fans. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do Joe, though. Yeah, Joe's not. Can we? I bet. I guarantee you, come Halloween, the most the, the costume you'll see the most is going to be Joe Exotic. You're going to see all that of Carol. with fake mullets. Joe and Carol. Carol those back. are the costumes. Uh, the cringiest part of the entire show is the picture they showed from Carol's wedding where she had Howard on a chain dressed up as uh. a tiger. Yeah, that was awful. That was the cringiest part of the entire show, uh, I think. That guy, that guy made me uncomfortable the whole time. Just yeah, Carol's new herself. husband. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Uh. What did she say? She caught herself somewhere. I can't remember. It was somewhere where she was talking about her killing her husband. And she was like, if I were. Or, oh, no, they're she talking did. about what where, was that? I don't know. Well, there was one about. spot. There's one spot where they talk about there was somewhere early. She caught herself talking about her husband. And I thought she was about to incriminate herself, but then quit like mid sentence. Then there was another spot where Joe's upset because he thinks someone sprayed perfume on his shoes to make the tiger, <laughs> which is a hilarious thing. He's trying to film something, that tiger, he's biting his shoe and no one helps him. And he says, someone sp- sprayed some damn perfume on my shoes so the tiger's interested. And then they cut to Carol and ask her, she's like, well, no, if you wanted the tiger to really be interested in eating a human, you'd need to rub sardines all over him. <laughs> right. It's like, well, you seem to know a lot about this, Carol. <laughs> That's what I did to my ex-husband that you can't buy. <laughs> She's like, if it was, see, you know what it sounded like? She was like, if I were to feed someone to a tiger, right. this is what I would do. And right. it sounded a lot like O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson wrote that if book. If I yeah. would have murdered someone. Yeah. He wrote the book, literally wrote the book. If I would have done it. Oh God. Yeah. What a show. What a, it, what a show. It was something else. It is the show of the, the quarantine. Yeah. I would I'd I say that so. for sure. The coronavirus documentary for sure. <laughs> They're going to say what happened in 2020 is like, well, the whole country got shut down. The whole world got shut down because of a virus. And we all watched Tiger King yeah. while we did it. Yep. Let's wrap it up. I got to piss. All right. Well, that <laughs> will do it for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. Remember... If you are, I don't think there's a ton of people hiring right now, but you're going to soon, you're going to need to start hiring some people. Yeah. And when you do, oh, another eight seconds just passed. LinkedIn just got another person hired. You head over to LinkedIn slash team and they're going to hook up all the JPP listeners and help you get, get the right candidate for your job with all the hard and soft skills, which we now know what a hard and soft skill is. Right. So that you learn that just by tuning into the JPP pod. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure if you're not already, you're subscribed to the JPP pod on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. And then make sure to like us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, and you can catch all our show notes over on our website at jpppod.com. I think that's it guys. That's it. Sounds good. All right. Peace out. See you next week. Peace out to all you cool cat, cool kids and cats, whatever it is.
hello, hello. Um, uh, when I say N O W, say now. Oh, wait, no, that didn't make any sense. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, was say, that was, <laughs> I thought about doing one of those and I realized I had no idea how to do it, so I was like, I'm not going to make myself sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's going into the end of the podcast for sure. Situation? So here's the scenario. 